This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, tech girl, Miriam Joie. Brought to you by Audible. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joie, and today is Tuesday, June 8th, 2021, and my guests are the awesome David Kogan on my left and Mr. Michael Fisher on my right. Welcome, guys. It is lovely to be here. Pleasure. Yeah. I mean, it's taken us a while to get to this point. Yeah, it has. Like, we've, like <laughs> the world as a whole. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have toiled to get to this point. So today's Tuesday, but we already have a bunch of news. So I don't feel like we're going to get too much more this week. Because Apple did their thing with WWDC 2021. We got no hardware and I'm mad as hell. Same. <laughs> and then uh, we've got, let's see, a bunch of other news. The OnePlus Nord N200 5G. I want to talk about your thoughts on that. We have a Pixel Buds A series. Again, your thoughts on that. I know you don't have these devices, but I'd love to hear, you know, we've maybe read reviews, seen what people have said. You've done this on purpose. You've brought me Correct. on the second show in a row where I have nothing to say about any of this. <laughs> well, that's not true, Michael. You always have something to say. So then the, uh, the, the June Pixel feature drop, which includes Astro Video time lapses. And then we have, let's see... We have uh, the Moto G Stylus 5G to talk about. By the time this is published, it'll be embargo will have lifted. Yep. It's a Snapdragon 480 phone. That's about the only thing I can think of that's interesting because that's, it's the first phone that I've come across with Snapdragon 480, which is the cheapest, simplest 5G chip that Qualcomm makes. I didn't know there was a 4 series. There I was didn't. A four series. <laughs> I didn't either until I went hands on with that phone. You I thought they were all the same okay. that way. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Um, okay, and then we have Red Magic 6R. It was announced a couple of weeks back. Imagine if a gaming phone company, Nubia Red Magic, makes gaming phones like the Asus RG, decided to make a phone that did not look like a gaming phone, but looked like a mainstream flagship, but was still a gaming phone. I have imagined it. Wouldn't that be awesome? It would not. Okay. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not here just to invite like you guys. Kogan yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, and I probably disagree on yeah, that. We, yes. we disagree on no, most aesthetic well, the things. Only, the only reason I got the Red Magic phones is because they looked fun. Like, I didn't get but them because they, they were gaming They didn't phones. look... Uh, yeah, but they, they look... I don't know. I'm let's not, talk about that. All right, let's talk um, about that. And then uh, Realme <laughs> GT. I think you have one now? I do, and you I have not even had a exactly, chance to unbox it. You have thoughts. Yeah. You've touched it. You know what it looks like. It feels <clears> it's like. still in the box, but I, I, we could bring it up. All right. So how's the box? Let me go down and get it while you guys are talking about <laughs> WWDC. <laughs> okay, so WWDC, no, seriously, well, you don't want to talk about it? Or like, I mean... Dub dub? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't want to... Like, we're going to send you a link in the show notes of a recap from The Verge. You know, they, they know what they're doing. They'll have all the... It's a lot of software. You're going to get updates on all the OS versions of all the different watch and TV and, and iPad and Mac and, uh, of course, the phones. Yes. But we're, and we're going to get into some of the features that stand out in a second. But I think, for me, the biggest bummer is no hardware. Same. No, right? Did you have a specific disappointment? Because yes. I did. Same. Part of me wanted, I really think I wanted a MacBook Pro 14. With an M1X or so Pro with an M1. Or a 16. You know, for those of you who need a little bit, sure. like it bigger. That's what she said. Anyway. <laughs> um, no, look, the, the reality is for me, I like them small, my laptops. And I have this, as you can see in the video here, is a 13-inch MacBook Air M1. Yes. And it's actually a little bit too big for me. 
So if I'm going to get more power, I want the same size. So the 13 or 14 inch MacBook Pro would have less bezels and probably more powerful. And sure. then I could justify the size because I came from a 12 inch MacBook. Yeah. Which is super light and thin. Yeah. And I always had a soft spot in my heart for that 11 inch MacBook Air. Remember the time? Theo had one for the longest time. They just got a MacBook Air uh, 13. Well, the current one. Which is great, but, but like that 11 in particular, you'd see somebody using that, you're like, is that, a, is, is that an Apple netbook? Am I in an alternate version netbook of the year the 2007? Right word, yeah. like, and, but I loved the size. It was great. I wish they would bring that back. But um, at any rate, so I need the 16 It's too. weird to me that this, a lot of people in, that have a good track record speculated this was going to happen. Hmm. And here we are, today, the next day, and crickets for hardware. Yeah. Are you going to confess? What did you want? Because your emotion right after they didn't announce hardware was did not you well, I was, No, I was ecstatic. <laughs> because it meant I was, I'm so slammed with work and I was just like, oh my God, there's no hardware. But like Got personally, it. yes, I, was, I wanted the MacBook Pro. But In wait, any wait, size, wait, I don't care. I just wait, want wait, the more I'm, power because the 13 you, is like just a little too... Use DaVinci Resolve on a Razor. I use it on everything. I've used, I've used it on the MacBook on this oh, exact so computer you have here. DaVinci does run on the M1 it's fantastically, it, as long as you got the 16 gigs of RAM. It does native, though. It does native. Wow. Mm. Yeah, they were the, they, the day they announced the M1, Resolve or DaVinci was like... Speaking of native, it. the Adobe Suite came out as a native today. I didn't put it in there, but... Just today. Just today. <laughs> yeah, see how far behind Adobe is? Like, Resolve, <laughs> DaVinci... <laughs> <laughs> and this you is part of the reason I switched to DaVinci. Look, you pretty much expect <laughs> you pretty much expect. Adobe. No, we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. okay. That's they have a lot of legacy code for us. You switched from Premiere, right? I did. Well, I, mean, I, can still, I still use. I can use Premiere, but no, I I pretty much exclusively know. Your workflow is DaVinci. Now. Yeah, and you are like me. You're using Final, Final Cut. Cut. Just don't. Yeah. I can't use anything else. I love it too much. Yeah, yeah. and I'm kind of stuck with it too. That because uh, it's just all I really know. I tried using Premiere. No, you can. You'd have a, a much. You'd have a much easier time going to DaVinci than you would Premiere. Oh, really? Yeah, because DaVinci basically looked at Premiere and Final Cut happen and went, "We'll take a little of that, a little of that, but we're good." Welcome yeah. to because the they're new. new. Welcome to the new podcast with <laughs> two high-profile YouTube creators and one. <laughs> You know, janky YouTube creator, <laughs> talk about what video editing software. <laughs> Let's talk, talk about timelines for the yeah. next 25 minutes. NLEs all day. Command so, B versus Command V. So let's go, through, let's go through some of these WWs. I don't want to spend all of the much time. Anyway, nah, so iOS 15 brings big improvements to FaceTime, updates to notifications, and more. That's the headline. So the, the FaceTime is apparently a big deal because you can now run FaceTime in a web browser on any non-Apple device, right. and you can do the multi-people, you know, the, the Hollywood squares, Conference thing that's and Hollywood. you have blurring now. It's, it sounds to me like Apple's caught up with Zoom circa a year ago when COVID started. Yeah, right. but you have to run it in a browser on a non-Apple device, is that right. correct? Yeah. So, so it's nice to have that opportunity. I mean, if you have a Razer laptop like this guy, it'll scream. For sure. I think my only thing was like... It's a bit overkill for the browser. <laughs> when I first saw that announced, I got confused because I think someone quote tweeted that and the content of the tweet was, now do iMessage? Yes. And I thought it was an iMessage announcement. No. I'm like, you're going to let people do iMessage? I think, in a I, browser? I, think I saw that same tweet and I was like, oh God, I hope one yeah, day. No, no, I, I was like, uh, no. no. no one thing that stood out, and I'm not sure if we're going to run into it later in this list of Verge uh, top whatever features from WWDC, that caught my eyes, you will remember this as a Palm person, 
and potentially as a Blackberry person yes. and Nokia person for those who use a Symbian. I don't know about you for any of those. Migo and Mimo for a There you go, yeah. yeah. The profiles, remember? You could you didn't just have silent, vibrate, yeah. and sound on like we have on a modern iPhones and Android, primarily Android. You had the option to create as many profiles as you wanted mm. with different vibrations for different notifications and yes. different... Well, mm. iOS is going to give you that control. That's and the idea is that you can control, you can have a thing like, I'm at home in the evening, only the notifications I want for that feature. Oh, I I'm, see. I'm in the office, only the notifications that matter for that moment. How do you control all that, though? Is you it like, so like specific it's, it's by probably, the app? Because well, so that in, seems like a pain in the butt. No, well, I don't know how it's going to work. It used to be a pain in the butt to set it's up on the It's a pain in the butt, but I bet yeah. you Apple will make it seamless and delightful <laughs> and revolutionary. It'll be a joy. You'll be thankful. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. But Actually, I would be thankful for that, not to cut you off, but, yeah. but I every day wish for the opportunity to say, past a certain time, Gmail, don't tell me about work emails. Right. Because I have people waking up in the UK and then people waking up in China. So that's why you're saying, never... It is 11 o'clock at night and I am not sober. <laughs> Do not send me a work email. That's why you never respond to my emails. <laughs> I respond to all of your emails. Um, and you know not the ones at Olympia. But I think that that... I don't know how they're going to set it up. But mm -hmm. I like the idea that, especially if it can detect, you know, what AI over time, what your habits are, like the True. optimized charging on the OnePlus, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like... It could potentially be tied in with, you know, uh, the ultra wideband, whatever, uh, detection of your devices, Nearby. of your location. Sure. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of things. You could geofence this stuff. I mean, it'd be interesting. Yes, you could. Anyway. And Apple will, will build on that and will build it better as it always does. It's, Correct. It, like, you're, like you said, it's 15 years late, but they're going to do it much better. And most yeah, importantly, and a a re to bring back. the UI will be great. And that's a like, redesign of the weather app. I, what? Are we excited? What does that mean? Is this... No. Read, I'm just reading. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that Okay. Far. Apple is building video and music sharing into FaceTime. So that I saw actually during the event. What do you think of that? Neat. Why? Uh, that it's, neat? it's neat for them to further invest people into their own ecosystem. Because that's yeah. a feature that I feel like you would use and amongst your friend group. Sure. In the same way that you use iMessage amongst your friends. And it would just like be a thing you would miss if you didn't have. Yep. Just and that's another all that matters. Ecosystem yeah, and I feel absolutely. like it's brilliant for them to do that. Another walled garden goodness yeah. uh, or badness. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Apple is going to use AI to read all the text in your photos. That sounds like a Google Photo features from 2001. There it is. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. yeah. Slightly like, anachronistic. 2015, yeah. Right. Same, same yeah. difference. Yeah. You'll yeah. soon be able to use your iPhone as your ID at the airport. This is very cool. As my girlfriend said when this came out, she's like, I really hope... Android catches up to this as quickly as possible, or like the governmental agencies responsible for certifying this stuff do so for Android phones in the same way. You do no, no. I, I my question is because I didn't watch this part of the video. Do they have governmental approval, or is this something that they're just planning to do once they get it? We'll soon let you store. It's your one ideas. sentence. Apple's wallet will soon let you store your ideas in a digital form in participating U.S. states. Mm -hmm. Which you'll then use as an identification mm -hmm. for U.S. airports. Yeah, but once it gathers momentum, it'll be like any yes. of the rest of this stuff. It'll That's like, true. Only one yeah. airline came aboard with the Apple Watch QR code passport thing at first, and then right. and they all another one. That's yeah. true. It'll, it'll, it'll have, it's Apple. Like there's I enough. There's enough users to yeah. to force fifty percent of the U.S. smartphone. Yeah. I see this yeah, coming right. to Android pretty quickly. Yeah, and I hope that's true because. But I mean, it all Google just has to raise their finger and make it happen. 
And we know and that not, never happens. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, and then not cancel it for no reason in four months with no justification. Yes. Oh, boy. Okay, let's see. <laughs> iPadOS 15 lets you drop widgets on the home screen and bring changes to multitasking. That's Welcome cool. to Android tablets circa the Moto Xoom. For sure. Wow. Wow. Honeycomb. X-O-O-M. Honeycomb. Am, are those Android. fighting words? Yes, I just... Didn't expect to hear that brand name today. Pardon yeah. me. High five. Yes, circuit breaker. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it, it's nice to see any widget development on iOS because when they dropped that news, I will always remember where I was. It's like, they're finally going to let you change the home screen. Yeah. And then Besides we a grid. learned what that was and it was like, oh, I'm, I feel very confined by this. So that will continue to evolve and it'll be good. Yeah. And I think the more things they can do to differentiate iOS on the iPad versus... or. Versus on the phone. Versus on the phone, yeah. the better. Because as far as, like, even apps when you open them, they're, they're just too right. stretched versions. It doesn't make sense. You know, I'm not an iPad user, and Harry McCracken, who's a hardcore iPad user, actually uses to write his stories for Fast Company on an iPad. Well, and he doesn't yeah. do video work like we do and no, stuff. I but sure. He does, and I would love to have his take on this, but my immediate gut feeling is with the M1 iPad Pros now, is that the hardware is far outpaced the software. Sure. So any improvement to iOS, uh, sorry, iPad OS is a good improvement at this point. Absolutely. Because like, it feels to me like the, the hardware is so oomphy and we don't have an OS to really drive it properly yet. Yeah, I And agree. I think for the users that they don't care, like for them it works. Right. But for those of us who maybe would potentially consider switching to using an iPad, like we need Final Cut on the iPad, that's another. When is that happening? For sure. I mean, but there's no start reason to, they can't do no, that. No, the only reason they won't do that is because it'll start to cannibalize their sales of their own devices. Yeah. They don't want, they want you to separate the world of iPad and Mac, at least for now. Yeah. Because they don't, what, otherwise, I once mean, you have that, you know how many people would buy the iPad and not Instead the Mac? of the MacBook. But all the pro apps that let you use the pencil, hmm. those have taken I, I'm, uh, Mac users away that were using Wacom tablets. Sure. And then make it portable. And then there's a whole totally. universe of music, like... All the instruments and you know Cubase and all the great software yeah. for making music is actually almost, if not better, on the iPad now than on the Mac. Right. Yeah. Well, and all of that becomes comes down to the fact that like all those things you just said are made better by a touchscreen. By a touchscreen. Which, yeah. in the other direction, yeah, Apple will not put on a Mac because they sure. will cannibalize iPads. Well, what's <laughs> they want to have enough of a line between the two that you have to choose, or or sorry, buy both. Not to go back to like, <laughs> not to go back to our previous series of uh, video editing with with uh, three nerds. Yes, please go <laughs> but, on. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think about touch interaction on a timeline and video editing. I think about my workflow and I think about how used to the keyboard deck it's, I am, how used to the trackpad and mouse I am. Yeah. Like, I would be slowed down immeasurably by using a touch interface all the time. I've edited one video entirely on a smartphone and it was enjoyable because it was novel and I had an S Pen. But it's it, still it's slow. much slower. You, you, but do you have like a trackpad and the I mouse just do, or double fist? No, like? no, I just do trackpad. I know a lot of people do mouse. I just do trackpad and keyboard. But I'm fast at that. And I think Same. I would... It, of course, it's just getting used to a new paradigm. But I do think the touchscreen is inherently slower right. for a, a task like video editing. But I think that's, that's what I mean by the fact that like they don't... All those other things you named are made better by a touchscreen. So mm -hmm. for them to move them to the iPad makes a lot of sense. Right. Oh. Whereas in NLE, like where we're used to, most people are so used to doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And also like this is actually like, because the truth is like anyone that's using a, device, a computer at all, we all inherently lose a bit of momentum when we move from the keyboard even to the mouse. Yeah. yeah. And so fact, from the keyboard, look, the mouse, the screen. If you look at all of us work, I bet it's all almost all 
key strokes, right? I mean, we have all yeah, our shortcuts. Yeah, a ton of hotkeys. Yeah, yeah hotkeys. Yep. Yeah. So next is Apple adds welcome privacy features to Mail and Safari. What the hell is welcome privacy features? Oh, welcome. Uh, I see. Wants it. <laughs> welcome privacy features. Slow tonight. <laughs> Apple announced new privacy-focused features at, at WWC, including that Apple Mail will block tracking pixels. Ooh. And Safari, yeah, nobody does. Wait, no, probably some people. Mm -hmm. uh, will and Safari will hide IPs. App is also in, introducing a new section in settings called App Privacy Report. Ooh. I, Apple mm. deserves credit for that. I will yeah, say, like, I like great. that Apple chose uh, several years ago to be the the privacy like leader, at least in terms of the marketing at first, and then started following through. I was like, well, we'll see. Yeah. But that's the obvious move if you want to compete against Google. And then when they started actually following through on a lot of it, I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm glad. And it, I'm actually a little bit sadder that I'm not a predominantly Apple user as a result, because it, it would be nice to be able to say, I feel a little less followed around, even though that doesn't bother me on the whole. It bothers a it lot of people. Me. It does. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think this tracking pixel thing is going to be a big deal for people who do uh, direct marketing. MailChimp uses one by one pixels all the time for knowing which links you've clicked on and stuff. Yeah. And that's, they're going to have to find another way. I mean, it's very helpful as somebody who does occasionally do some direct marketing work for consulting. Like it's nice to know when, which link people have clicked on, if they've clicked on it, if they've received the email and even looked at it, right. or if it's just sitting in their inbox. And, but I agree that it's a hack to use one by one pixel sure. tracking. Like it should be, there should be more of like a, some sort of like, API for that, right. that you opt in to some extent, yeah. you know, yeah. because as journalists, we want to be pitched. Like I don't want to not receive pitches, but I want to be able to filter them and say how much of granularity I want to give them access to what I saw. Right. Definitely. But I think I would just default to like, you don't get to see anything. <laughs> yeah. That's what we all do. But I then do, we then get no pictures. Yeah. Anymore. But I do get like paranoid when I open up an email, I'm like, is it, uh, this could be mm. useful. But if it, then you open it up and you see that the signature has a graphical like yeah, thing, yeah, or yeah. there's, there's probably a one by one pixel in there. And you're like, I, you saw that I opened it up and in a week I get a follow up on this, you know, and I will Bluetooth ignore you baby, again. baby bag that I'm not interested in. Yeah. Yeah. But, a lot, but a lot of that stuff, the privacy stuff, is blocking third party, right? Because that's the whole internet's going that route anyway. So like, you can't be followed by Facebook on my website because that's a third party pixel being right. impl implemented on my website, tracking you across the entire internet because it's on a bunch of websites. Right. That's a lot of what the privacy is doing. And to me, at the moment, it seems like it's just in the idea of like, yes, we're being nice and we're helping you. But like, really, they're stopping Google. They're stopping Facebook. They're two like people they don't like. And it opens the door for Apple to go, hey, people who want to advertise, use yeah, our alternative. Yeah. Like, I mean, they haven't done it yet to that degree, but like. But that's the obvious opportunity. Yeah, that, to me, that's, yeah. that's how I, I mean, but I just, you know, yeah. like, that's just like, inherent distrust like, you know, as a, everyone, let alone. Yeah, as a podcaster, when they introduce the potential for uh, paid subscriptions for podcasts, that only works within the podcast. Apple Podcast ecosystem. Of course it does. And they can my charge listen, money for that. My listener, <laughs> yeah, and my listeners are on, also on Google Podcasts and Pocket Casts and, and Spotify. Yeah. And also some of them still use the RSS feed, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, and That's so it's like, how do I, you know, now do I want to move everything, everyone over to Apple? Or do I make a custom this version is, of my podcast? Uh, it's a can of worms for us creators. Yeah. It's a real yeah. nightmare. So, but that's this is the Apple motto, right? Of course, it's the App Store. It's the whole thing they're going through now. Is like we want to control the distribution of everything. Yeah, and yep. we want to be able to tax everything. Yeah, indeed. So, 
Ah, buggers. I don't know if I trust it, but yeah. Okay. Apple, Siri will finally work without the internet, so uh, on-device speech recognition. Welcome to Google Google Silicon 2010. (laughs) Now you can be frustrated whether or not you're connected to the internet. (laughs) Now you can't blame your internet connection for how bad Siri is. Apple lets users (laughs) see family members' health data. Okay. So sharing with you, Apple sharing with you. I'd like to see my father's health data. That's not bad. That's actually pretty good, right? Yeah. Apple is making AirPods easier to hear with and find. Yeah. So making some new changes to AirPods, such as making it easier to find them on the Find My Network and the ability to announce your notifications. So like Pixel Buds do. And Samsung Buds do. (laughs) Presumably the AirPods stay connected, though. (laughs) Well, Well, the Samsung ones do. The Pixel Buds do. Yeah, you're right. My Pixel Buds are fine. Are they? Yeah, I bought them. Uh, we're talking about that. They were a review unit. I think we just had all the review units. I mean, try. this is a minor thing. Apple's iCloud Plus bundles a VPN, private email, and HomeKit camera storage. Yeah. HomeKit camera storage? What's HomeKit again? I lose track. The, the platform for their, for their smart home uh, gear. Oh, right. You know. Oh, for, cam- oh, for sure. security cameras. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Yeah. No, well, it's a- nice to see them finally do something with their home automation APIs that they've been out. You don't see a lot of HomeKit stuff out there, right? No, there's a lot of HomeKit-enabled, like, third-party gear. But, but you're talking, like, speakers. You're talking home security stuff. And right. Like, yeah, and it's like, I don't know. That, it's so far out of my wheelhouse. Like, I kept tuning back into Twitter. To, it was so myopic. I just kept yeah. saying, I was like, is it 16-inch uh, M1? No, not no? yet. Okay, well, no M1X to today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Apple announces like, watch. Are we- no, yeah. no, it's fine. Apple announces WatchOS 8 with new health features. What are those new health features? Let's see. Mindfulness app. And well, yes. Improvements this to... This is the app that will tell you it, it, to stop and think about something you're grateful for. Oh, it sounds really hippie. It's great. It's just like the app that t- tells you to breathe. Gives oh, you that's the favorite of my producer. <sighs> but uh, let's see. We've got new... What? An improvement to the photos watch face? Are you kidding me, Apple? Yeah, because the, the photos thing is like, if, uh, if there is, I believe, if there's a photo displayed on the watch face with depth data, you can use the smart crown, the digital crown to like, zoom in and out of this uh, kind of image that's parallax enabled. Cool. You know, my is biggest, there... <laughs> my biggest problem with, the, with Apple Watch or WatchOS, like which I think is a problem for a lot of people, is that it's just unintuitive and too difficult to use. Well, the Compar- Apple Yeah, compared to all the other Apple products out there. Well, there are more layers to it, right? But I, I feel like I, I felt that way when I forgot that you couldn't change the launcher from that bubble thing that looks really cool, but it's difficult to like a list. You can do that? You can do. You can switch to a list, and then I'm like, okay, well, I can use this a little bit more. There you go, folks. For those of you who didn't, I didn't know you do lists. That's cool. I had to be reminded of it. I published a video. Ever? Ever? I feel like the, the yeah. bigger problem is that cool. smartwatches like, in general are just an not Apple bad. Watch. What is an Apple Watch? No, yeah. What is this? Who's Apple? <laughs> um... Just no, go yeah. step outside on the sidewalk. You will see seven <laughs> and four seconds. I mean, kudos to Apple. They have succeeded in an area where almost everyone else has failed. For it's sure. It's true. So far. Except OnePlus, who made an incredibly good watch. Oh, This has become a joke. That's what this podcast this should have been. This has become a joke. <laughs> um, Siri is coming to third-party accessories, like thermostats. Great. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they show Nico B, so I assume it's thermostats? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I thought Again, it would be more system. like JBL speakers or something. That would make sense. It would. It, no, no, no. I just they want to control. Mac OS Monterey 
lets you use the same cursor and keyboard across Macs and iPads. You can do that today with third-party apps. Yeah. yeah. I have a Logitech mouse that lets me do that. that yeah. That was interesting, though, because it's, it's not that Apple It's not said, just that. We're going to extend the operating environment to the iPad. It's not that. It's that you can take your pointer, move it from your desktop environment to the iPad, yeah. and interact with the iPad's OS with your desktop mouse pointer. It kind of breaks my brain and a little bit. And the clipboard works across them. That's cool. Uh, does, that, uh -huh. that, that is logical given the clipboard integration we've seen already. Yeah. So I feel like you're the person that's shown me, or I've so, seen you use Sidecar side plenty yes. of times. This is one of the iPad. This would actually make that a lot better. You know? Yes. Because it, it becomes more of a separate monitor. For like sure. You're used to, right? Yeah. We, I mean, Sidecar, I, I have always felt Sidecar was like the grand slam of, of the iPad thing. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's you're cool. not just buying a tablet, you're buying, you're essentially. If you're me, you're buying a second screen that when you don't need a second screen becomes the best tablet you can own. And this is just a natural extension of that. I have to admire it. And I, yeah, if I used cool. the iPad, if I, did, if I weren't all in on large-scale foldables uh, and I still used the iPad on a daily basis, it would do be great. Do you own an iPad? You do. I own it. It sits in my Because I thought it's, all, it's how you use, you use it as a sidecar thing. I do. Yeah. So but, you use this feature at some point, maybe? Yeah. I don't travel much as much so oh, that's a fair point yeah. <laughs> okay apple redesigned safari on the mac with a new tab design tab groups who cares who cares nobody uses safari cares. probably not true um <laughs> some sort of market share but, yeah. but in our world yeah. yeah apple is bringing test flight to the mac to help developers test their apps so test flight yeah. is very popular on ios and ipad, iPad os and so watch os so there you go that's it that's it we're done wbc Phew. That was a lot of stuff. <laughs> and it was, none of it was a freaking Apple <laughs> MacBook Pro M1. a lot of stuff that isn't hardware. Yes. It's funny though, because you know, Apple does make phenomenal hardware. And when they do, it's always so delightful. It's kind of like, it's kind of sad that we're disappointed with all these probably very good features. I think it's, for me, and I, I will just speak for myself. It's not that I'm disappointed with any of the actual releases. And I know that I've been too negative for the past half hour on this. But you? I'm too negative? <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm so tired of it. I think I'm just worn out, right? It's all been presented for the last 10 years. Like every one of these new tab developments in Safari will legitimately change your life. And it's like Apple has gotten so good at this slick presentation that I, uh, the contrarian streak that runs strong in me, it just rebels against them. Like I can't, I can't imagine wasting my time watching that. So I'm very content to watch the blog roundups afterwards now and be like, okay, good. This, yeah. is, this is the bare bones of the 10 minutes I needed and not the two hours. Give me the listicle. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, The Verge actually, and other sites. Yeah, no, I yeah. appreciate that. For doing that work. Well, it's, it's, it's important. I think Apple does bring a lot of traffic and especially when they make hardware. So Apple make hardware. Um, yeah. Round Apple Watch. Give me a round yeah, Apple Watch. Yeah, I want to run Apple Watch so bad. Okay. OnePlus N200 5G will cost less than $250. I'm getting my review in it soon. I'm excited about that. Not because, well, okay. Why is that? Why? The M100 was I was just, as I was saying to myself, as I was talking there, I was like, maybe I shouldn't be excited. Okay, we're all very jaded, granted, but yeah. One here's of us the has thing. To start here's the thing. The Nord, when it came out <laughs> last year, was a delightful phone, the European one, the Snapdragon 765G. And I thought, you know, when we announced the Nord for the US, the N10 5G, I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll study be decontented. But it was really not a OnePlus phone. It didn't have a slider for notifications. 
It was all plastic. It had a fingerprint sensor in the back. Yeah. Like throwback to like, you know, I don't know. Like all the other Realmes and other BBK phones in that price range have at least the fingerprint sensor on the power key. looks a little bit more sexy. And, and I just thought, what are you doing, OnePlus? And of course, it still had some elements that were great. Of course, Oxygen OS made that Snapdragon 690 sing. Sure. But not sing quite well enough, in my opinion. And then the 90 hertz display was a lovely fluid, but it was like... It was LCD IPS. It didn't look that great. And then the cameras were meh, as usual, but more meh than meh. You know, like <laughs> meh minus. More meh. Yeah. <laughs> you you let off you let off talking about how this was an exciting phone for some reason. <laughs> no, the, reason the reason I'm excited about the N two hundred five G is that I'm hoping that despite CarPay leaving, and you know, it's okay. Rewinding a bit, I think what's happened with OnePlus last year is CarPay you know, I had a vision for what Nord should be in the mid-range and he achieved that vision with the Nord, the original. But then it wasn't profitable. It was a loss leader. Mm. They, it was a phone that should have cost way more for what it delivered. If you put it side by side with the OnePlus 8 and you did a video of them scrolling, they, they kept up with each other. But the OnePlus 8, but the, ever, we all agreed the OnePlus 8 was the... Just ugly, the, the, no, the for ugly sure. duckling. Of it that was, release but I'm just saying, like, in terms of performance, for a Snapdragon 765G, it was probably yeah. the fastest 75G last year. And so I was thinking, you know, that, that they would never dilute down to the N10 5G and the N100. And wow. they got a lot of slack from the reviewers last year. So I'm wondering if this could be one of two directions. This N200 5G for the US and also the OnePlus Nord CE, core edition 5G for India, which is probably going to be very similar. Mm -hmm. If these two phones kind of redeem themselves a little bit, maybe, then we have, you know, an opportunity to be excited. And that's my positive thinking. My negative thinking is that the Oppofication of, of OnePlus is complete. That's it. And it's now Oppo for the markets where they don't have Oppo, including North America. Yeah. And that Realme is really the one to watch out for because I've tested a few Realme phones in the last few months and they've all delighted me. They've all been phenomenal for the money. They're kicking butt. They use MediaTek a lot, which is great. Anyway, the point is that I think after talking to Sasha tonight over dinner, Sasha Segan, I think... We don't know what the specs are yet on this thing. The only thing we know is it has a 90 hertz LCD IPS. Is the Nord and the Nord N200? The N, the N200. And the N10 had that too. It has a big battery, I think 5,000 milliamp hour, go par for the course. Mm -hmm. But we don't know the processor. And so if it's a MediaTek Dimensity 700 or 800, I'll be happy. If it's the Snapdragon 480, which I think it might be, which is the cheapest 5G chip that... Qualcomm makes, which is on par with the 600 mid-range 600 series from last year in terms of performance, from everything I hear, it's not going to be that great because it's less than the 690 that was used in the N10 5G. Yeah. If it was a MediaTek chip, then I think it might be able to redeem itself simply because it's less than 250. I mean, it's cheap. For the US. I don't know. I, I, we, we spend a lot of breath talking about like the cost to performance ratio right? right we talk about hertz we talk about refresh rates and it's like i really think that when oneplus said that the nord line was somehow a return to form for it mm -hmm. it like focused way too heavily on those numbers and not on the actual spirit of the thing like 
I don't, I don't know. I felt that the original Nord, the European one, really delivered that. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. That, that thing didn't have a, an ounce of personality in it. It was a bit boring. There was no aesthetic, like, like even... Yeah, it came in a cool color. Did it? Yeah. It like what, that cool greenish-blue. Blue, greenish-blue, yeah. That was okay. about it. Did you get that All one right. or you got the black one? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was an utterly dull phone, which I've not been able to say about a OnePlus phone very often, which is why I was like, this is what you're calling your return to form? I don't, I don't see it. I just don't. Right. Okay. Um, well, and so I don't see that with any. And the Nordline has never turned me around on that. And you're right about the amplification. Look, this is a I company agree. that has I mean, decided that rightly so. Look, we're going to make. This has always been the plan. The OnePlus Nine is a perfect example of that. We're going to start with the enthusiast, and now we're going to we're going to move into the mainstream, and we're going to make a lot of money in the mainstream by doing the thing that every other smartphone company does just better. And they're all just boring boxes now. So we're going to make another boring box. It's a different color with a different name on it. I'm still annoyed that the OnePlus Nine has a plastic midframe and no wire. The OnePlus Nord original had OIS. The OnePlus 8T had OIS. Like, what the hell? That's a major, major feature drop. Like, mm. at that price point, for what it is, a flagship, an affordable flagship nonetheless, but a flagship. Mm. The OnePlus 9 Pro hits all the boxes, but yet it costs so much money that you're better off walking into a Verizon store and buying Galaxy S21 Ultra because you can get it for almost the same price. Then you don't get a moon camera. <sighs> <laughs> Like, how, how do you, you feel get a different this? kind of moon camera. It's not Hasselblad moon camera. It's just a moon camera. How do you feel yes. about this whole Nord and OnePlus 9? I feel like Honestly, the OnePlus 9, they kind of hit and miss the boat again. So well. I just feel... I feel like this is the MO for every... Frankly, most companies that are new to this market. They all do the same thing. OnePlus did it first and did it really well. And it mm -hmm. set the blueprint for everyone else. So essentially, it's sell everything at under cost. Mm -hmm. Take a loss on it because we are a giant company that is a part of a much larger company so right. we can take the loss yeah. and we're going to build the brand and the brand name and all yeah. this other things yeah. and then once we start to get recognition then we can start to raise the prices back up real me has not done it yet no because they, they don't nobody knows who they are yet yeah. as soon as that name is on the shelf in verizon guess what's going to happen they're going to do the exact same thing. and so i'm not surprised by anything you're saying i've not heard of the new phone i've not seen <laughs> it but like they're now they're literally just playing the same it's the amplification that was the good way of putting it was like that parent company who does what they do because they have such a big name in china they can oppo or sorry OnePlus couldn't do that originally but now they can realme will do it next whoever like anyone else that gains market share is going to just follow the same plan it's you know, a loss leader like everyone does that like yeah. amazon did it they like mm -hmm. blitz what is it? there's like a name for it in the industry right it's like like um I don't know the right word. It's blitz something, but it's like literally like just take out all of your profits, kill them to big get bigger market share. Yeah, they're all doing it. No, for sure. And and you know I think the the Realme started as an India only brand and is now become a global brand other than North America, of course. Yeah. And it is kind of the value leader for BBK at this time. It has replaced OnePlus in that in that territory. However, OnePlus used to be. I don't think it's ever going to come to the US because now that they have the OnePlus brand, they have the BBK brand they need in the US. Yeah, right. that's true. Uh, ever is a strong word, right? Because eventually. This will all trickle down. This disillusionment yeah. that is oozing <laughs> from my pores right now, right. to a lesser extent. I was like, it's like everyone in the regular world will start to hear this more and more. I was like, yeah, OnePlus. I don't know. I heard about it. I heard they used to be cool, yeah. but no. Like, they're yeah. losing their brand equity as we speak. And they do the exact thing you just said, Miriam. They do. They're like, well, hold on a second. I can get a Samsung for well, in a lot of cases, less because the S twenty one Ultra is already discounted That's what I'm below saying. the below the nine Pro. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So like that, I think. This dance, though, will always take place. Yeah. There, will, there will always be a OnePlus to Realme to Essential to 
to whatever the hell right. is coming. Yeah. You know, the, and yeah. there's always going to be those people there's who chase a hole in the market. that thing, right? Where right. it's like, oh, oh, but right. these guys well, are rushing to fill it. Yeah. 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 And especially when you're a company like BBK to that point of like who owns all of those companies, people aren't familiar, yeah. right? Like they're, they have so much money that it doesn't matter. They can take an entire brand and go, we'll sell that at a loss. We'll literally lose money in every single one that we sell in order to get market share because that makes more sense over the long term, which is how a lot of those companies think. They care more about the 10-year you know, plan than they do the two-year plan. I was reading somewhere, and I can't verify this with a link to be 100% sure it's accurate, so take it with a grain of salt, but I was reading somewhere that if you add all of the BBK group sales, which are now separated on the, in, in the charts of number one sales right, they're in the brands. world, right. If you add them together, they beat even Xiaomi at their own game at being number one right now. Uh, I don't I, believe that's that. crazy. And right. Xiaomi has Xiaomi multiple brands massive, too. They have yeah. Poco, I mean, they have Redmi, they have Mi and Xiaomi, yeah. and oh wait, CC in China. Oh, really? and, and in the same way as BBK has OQO, Oco or whatever in China as well. Oh, yeah, we haven't that. seen any of those phones yet. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to get my hands <laughs> Yeah, And just watch um, for it. Like yeah. one of these days. They'll come. Like, you, you won't uncover that it's BBK right away, but some, some mm -hmm. influencer turned entrepreneur will say, you know, I just decided I was, I was tired of covering phones. I wanted to make my own. So I struck out on my own. And then like the seven, Mr. Mobile phone. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, don't spoil it. So <laughs> I was uh, like, wait, I want to do this. Let's do this. Pre-orders <laughs> open August first. Please, uh, please get in line. That is that is brilliant. Um, as an aside, I want to say that um, one of the eternal problems I have this year, I cannot make up my mind as to which flagship to go to next. My OnePlus 8 Pro being the main one I've used for a while. I've gone back to the Pixel 3 XL temporarily. I've told you why, because it's all set up and I want to kind of get a mid-range Pixel experience again. Yeah. So I want to see what it feels like because the Pixel 5a is coming soon and I want to kind of get a feel. I don't want to set up the 4a 5G I have with all my stuff on it. Yeah. Um, but I cannot decide where I'm going to go next. I was all set on the OnePlus 9 Pro and then it was like, okay, it's good, but I have a... Yeah, no, I have a Galaxy. On, you want it. I, I have one. You I have a Galaxy. I have a Galaxy S twenty one Ultra that I really like right now, but I can't see yeah. myself using Samsung as a main phone. Come on. So no, no, the Galaxy one. The, but but the, Motorola Razr. The Verge. Definitely the TCL Fold. Mr. Mobile. Mr. Foldable. Mr. Foldable. Did you say TCL Fold? Yeah, it's coming out. Okay. So, but but the Verge had a recent. Top five best phone for enthusiasts, which is an interesting what? article. Oh, and I didn't know. One that. of them was totally the phone that right now I would totally use as my main phone if I could get 5G or even decent 4G on it. I wonder if I know, I wonder if I can call this Oppo Find X3 Pro. Oh, that makes sense. I love the Oppo Find X3 Pro. Perfect. It's the perfect size. It has all the features I want. It has really good cameras. And then an incredible amazing display. display. The display. Oh my God. It's like you're looking at a, like a glass window. It is like incredible. You're just holding it up. And so, ah. and it costs a lot of money. It's exclusive. You can't easily find it in the US. The version isn't all that. They're like, you can show a phone to your friends that they will not be able to get here. Yep. And I was like, yeah. But then, you know what? I put my T-Mobile SIM in it, and 90% of the time, I'm on 3G. Even LTE has a hard time. Bands Never mind 5G support. Frequencies are just yeah. so bad. So I can't do that. But otherwise, that would have been my flagship this year. Even though it doesn't have the greatest telephoto, 
and the microscope is gimmicky. The rest of the phone is so solid. Don't ask on the microscope. It's It's cool, right? It may be gimmicky. I don't care. I I love it. No no other phone can do it. How many times have you taken photos of it? 85. Other than the first week. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) Other than the first week, three. Yeah. <laughs> it's going down, guys. No, wait, hold on. I've used it. I used it for something else. I, I was doing a project, and it was the only tool that I could use to, like, take a photo of what I needed. It was a pixel mat. I was like, now display. I have questions about this project. Tech, <laughs> it, was it was a tech thing. But, you, know, well, yeah, you, wanted to, you wanted to analyze a display. Right? Yeah. But don't you agree you're that right, yeah, you have, like your average person? If you look at all the flagships this, this so far in the first six months of the year, I think that's one of the best. The Mi that's 11 Ultra was really solid too, but it's so big and we massive. I haven't used that one yet. The big con- yeah, yeah, the camera yeah, con- yeah, yeah, the massive, like, yeah. I wanted to use that. It's I'm, good. Yeah. It's a good one. I might actually. The cameras on this are solid too. Like, Xiaomi's done some really good work on their cameras. I'm interested in that. Anything that that but, ostentatious, yeah, I'm, it has I'm to. But it's too. It's, it's just too. Yeah, it's. It would fit. I think you should do a video on it. It's too late. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to Pixel uh, news. There's a couple of things. The Pixel Buds A series was somehow ended up in the hands of reviewers without either three of us, uh, either no. any of three of us, <laughs> to get, getting them from Google somehow. My favorite, but uh, my favorite is the is the double hit, and you know this. When you wake up in the morning and that's the first news you see, some like, embargo is lifted and you're like, oh, I guess those went out. And then the next tweet you see is somebody not saying like, hey, you should have gotten one of these, but like, how dare you ignore these? What are you doing? Because <laughs> they think do your job. You get that in your comments? <laughs> what? Yeah, well, I oh totally my God. Like, yeah. That's funny. Uh, Why are people ignoring the Pixel Buds Air? Anyway, so the Pixel Buds Air, uh, there's some <laughs> reviews. I'm going to link to the Engadget review. Um, I, I'm getting a pair. I'll let you know on the podcast what I think of them. I like the original buds. I didn't make them my main head earbuds because they're, there's the connectivity issues and a bunch of other issues. Can I ask you? Yeah. Did you get the review unit? Not yet. No, for the old Pixel Buds, I mean. No, same thing. I had to hunt them down. You bought them or did no, you? They sent I, you review units. Yeah, but I had to beg. and. So, but here's the thing. I have a theory because I've now done this to everybody in our group. Any, I didn't get them from Google. I went and bought them. Okay. And mine don't have connectivity issues. Yeah, but Reddit, Reddit is full of connectivity is it? reports on okay. Pixel Buds. Okay. Yeah. There's a theory. It's a bummer. Reddit ruins my theory. As most so of my much. theories. Those were going to be my next ones. Like, I chased They're down great. Nomad. I was like, mine are fantastic. I talked to Nomad and I was like, I'm already getting your cables for another project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I have one of your cases for the Pixel Buds? Because it's so beautiful. And these mm-hmm. are going to be my new earbuds. And then they let me down time and time again, like months after the review ran. And I was like, wait, you were fine with the Pixel? But you don't want to get along with any other phone? Like, I don't... What's, what's yeah, the problem? Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, I just... I take it back. I just... Yeah, we could have an entire episode about Google PR and how weird it is. But... Well, the, sure. I mean, the, the bottom line is that I'm getting them from Google and I'll let you know because I like a good pair of earbuds. And I'm Pixel like Buds have been and generally been pretty good. So the other thing that Google did this week is a Pixel feature drop. And lo and behold, this rumored astrophotography time-lapse feature is really what sticks out for me here. Uh, let's see what else includes the in the feature drop. But basically, what do you guys think of that? I mean, astrophotography is really cool to start it's with. It's incredible. But now doing time-lapses? Woohoo! It, like, if you have not used the astrophotography feature in a while and you're a pixel owner, like, you owe it to yourself to go just do it for fun. Because if you live in a market that allows that with the light I was gonna pollution say, like, is low here enough. In, here in New York City, the astrophotography is kind of lost on me. Difficult to do. <laughs> but I remember taking, a, it was the 4A, it was last summer, it was the first 4A, and I took it out to the east end of Long Island where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Kogan, you were on that trip with I me. I was there. I set it up and I was like, I can't believe the image I just captured of yeah. the cosmos. Um, but, but not so much 
that's the thing that's often lost. Like you hear astrophotography and you're like, yeah, you can see the stars really well. But it's the like juxtaposition of the star field over a particular venue that you select. Like mm. this, this skyline that I've been familiar with since I could form memories. And now I can see the Milky Way over it. Got it. Yeah, and, and via a photo I took on a phone. Right. And it's that's crazy. Also because it can do, because I've not used the astrophotography feature. I'm honest, because again, living in New York City, I just haven't, yeah. I haven't taken it with me. But like it also, because it is a pixel, can auto-expose the foreground along with the sky. Exactly. Right, so right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Remarkable that's technology. Right. Yeah, because yeah, like, even my like camera camera, I can do astrophotography with the Sony. Right, but but like the difference in that to that, yeah, it's, it's all the no brain. Just let the, the AI do it. It's a computational yeah. stuff, right? That's pretty cool. And it's with the thing you have in your so pocket. You, time you don't need a tripod. You balance it against a rock. It doesn't mm. matter. That's pretty cool. God, I love phones, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Mole. I was about to say. <laughs> um, uh, there's more features. One of them is called Heads Up, which reminds you to look away from your phone from time to time if you're using it for a long time. Come you on. can set that up, stuff like that. But look, I'm mostly, I was most excited about the astrophotography, so I'll, li- I'll link to a, no. I'll link to, a, I'll link to an cool. Android police story with all the rest of it. Unfortunately, it's not bullet point, and I'm too lazy to read. <laughs> cool. So, uh, <laughs> let's, let's move on to more interesting. Well, actually, at first, not so interesting, but then more interesting thing. There's going to be a good debate about the red magic stuff. But first, I want to bore you to death with the Moto <laughs> G Stylus 5G. Well, look, okay. Last, the G series is a well-established, decent mid-range, non-offensive in the sense that you don't ever try anything too spectacular with it. And it doesn't never really comes in at a best pricing. It goes down in price pretty quickly. And, you yeah. know, that's what the G series is all about. And last year, when we were, you weren't, but you were in Chicago, you weren't? Mm-hmm. You were, yeah. Yes. You were in Chicago, we got to see the first G Stylus, which was essentially a yes. Moto G with a stylus. Correct. And then this January, we got the second gen, right. which had a Snapdragon 678, which is the highest end of the 6 series that you can get. Okay. Non-5G. And so it's a 4G phone, really big screen, almost 6.8 inches, you know, That's stylus. Nice. Basically, the evolution of the Moto G from last year, similar price, and we thought that was it. Now they just released this Moto G Stylus 5G, which is a 5G version of that phone. Yeah. But here's the thing that makes me scratch my head and makes me so non-enthusiastic about it. I have a review in it right now, and it's just a Snapdragon 485G. They basically just wanted to have 5G on there. So it's actually technically a lesser chip, not just, even though the 480 is a pretty decent fast because it's pretty recent, it's a pretty decent, it compares well to the 600 series, but not the 678. The 678 is like the best of the six series. So I don't get it. So can I, is it a Verizon exclusive? No, no, it's unlocked. Not millimeter wave. It's unlocked, no millimeter wave. It's low band. I was curious. And it's got a little stylus, obviously. So for those of you watching on video, you know, I'm showing it off right now. But the stylus is now um, symmetrical. Yeah, you, you don't have to worry about which direction to put it back in, which is a big improvement. I remember the first one, yeah, had the little And I think it's a good looking phone. They moved the fingerprint sensor from the power lock key to the back, like in very Moto fashion. In the, on the Moto logo. On the bat wing. But yeah, the camera cool. setup is, it's very, like basically they didn't improve anything be, apart from some software tweaks. Yeah. And the price is what kills me. It's $400. But the thing is, like, if it's that much money, like, you can get a, again, as much as I don't like the OnePlus and 10 5G, it's a $300 phone with 5G. With OxygenOS, it doesn't completely suck. 
Why would you ever even look at a Moto G stylus? For the stylus? For the stylus, because stylus. here's the thing. I think Motorola is trying to capture that, like, whatever the tiny slice of the market, the LG Stylo occupies. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And there they've was gone a now. little slice uh-huh. of people who would buy a mid-range phone with a stylus. So, uh, absolutely, go after that. Yeah. Second of all, like, I, I do feel like Motorola, when you... I'm not, I don't want to stand up for this phone because I, I agree with you. It's priced too high. But it's going to go down also, in price right away, right? We know that. It's going to go down in price, but also one of the reasons the price is so high is because they've thrown in 256 gigs of, of native storage. Which is pretty good. Which And 6 gigs of RAM, but the carriers are going to release a 4 gig 128 version. That's right. That's going to be cheaper. They won't say what the price is because the carriers have to decide it, but it'll be cheaper. Let's lose 100 bucks. So this makes sense. Probably. I think my, the bummer for me was like Motorola software, I would take it, I would take it over one. I would take it over actually OS just because I happen to like the chop chop to flashlight, chop, chop, yeah. the twist wrist to, to camera, Wait, and also the, the motor display default? stuff. Let's see. It is on the by default, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when you use a phone that's not a Motorola phone after having used a Motorola phone, you're like, why isn't every phone doing this? So that's there, because you're a Razor user, Mr. Mobile. Hey man, it folds. That's it. But <laughs> that's it. <laughs> That's all it does. Hey, it also Ooh, turns on the flashlight. Oh, <laughs> Sound snippet. Um, was so good. Here's the, the thing that I was bummed out about was that like the Moto G is their best selling line. It's the thing that makes Motorola money now. It's why Motorola is able to do crazy things like the Razor because they can afford to do it on the back of the thing like the Moto G. And they say in the presentation, they're like, we want to capture these people who want style, who want fashion, who want design, who are design appreciators. I'm like, how did you do that? Because this looks like every Moto G you've made this in the past two years. actually more boring than the it's 4G version of this phone. Dude, I have it. Dollar's dog ass. But it's green. That was the response. Oh, the emerald is really nice. The emerald, I mean, the cosmic emerald paint job is pretty, but it's not, it's not the, enough to overcome the dullitude the of the rest of The fake glass thing. used by Moto here is the best quality fake glass you can get. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got, dude, here's the thing. Another awesome feature they always put into their phones and never refine is spot color, in which they've brought to video now. So you can like point your phone at a scene and you get all the color and you say, you know what? No, I just want the yellow. And it'll yeah. capture the yellow stripes of the intersection, the yellow traffic you know, lights, but it doesn't do it well. You know who else was doing that? Around circa 2010? I was going to say, like, the Sony... The Lumia 1020 from Nokia. No, they weren't doing spot color, were they? They were. Not video. Not video, but they were doing it yeah. on photos. And check out this incredible chin. Oh, the chin is so gruesome. Like, there's my finger. It's so brutal. The screen is on. It's uh, quite the bezel down there. And when the screen does not get nearly bright enough when you're out in the sun. No, it's an like, IPS. It's... We're used to thousand nits OLEDs, you I and know. I. But I mean, make it if you make it two hundred dollars, then then it's worth caring about. Like at the moment, it's like ah, I can go get a real made GT for what? Here's the thing. Like <laughs> this is the last thing I'll say about this phone. When Motorola said we're having in-person briefings in New York, we are going to show you our new mid-range device. I got excited because I thought they were going to bring back the Moto X again. I thought they were going to make a Razor mid-range. Oh, for I mean, seven ninety nine. That would be incredible, but they're, right? not, they're not there yet. Yeah, like if they brought back the Moto X again, the, the thing about say what you oh, will about the Moto the X twenty seventeen, that cost the same amount as the phone we're talking about now, and you could not take your eyes off it. That thing was, and it was beautiful, metal and glass, gorgeous with that like S pattern in the glass, and the the uh, the camera module looked like a silver dollar with those knurled edges. Like there was real attention to detail given to the aesthetics of that device, and. 
that that is not present in any But you know, a lot of companies G. have done that. A lot of companies have gone back in that price range, anything less than $400 to just pure plastic, plastic, yep, plastic, maybe a glass bag every now and then. Yeah. It used to be like, remember the Moto G7, I think it was, or 6? That was $200 glass and aluminum sandwich. It had metal rails with the antenna bands. It had yeah. a glass back and a glass front, like for 200 bucks. And at the time I praised my review on, on Geekspin because I was like, finally a $200 phone that's built yeah. like a flagship. And then they were like, oh, too much money. But I, and I guarantee you all the companies are doing that for a reason. They've run the numbers. They've looked at the data. They said, anybody who's even considering this would not care Doesn't if care. it was matte finish brown plastic it's true with no accents there's enough control groups to to determine that that's the case yep and that's what it yep. and i get it but it doesn't make it any less disappointing. all right so we have about 10 minutes left there's a couple of items here one i think is going to be a good debate it's the red magic 6r what if i told you mr mobile since you're the, detr the detractor here of this yes. that somebody made a gaming phone that just looked like a flagship but it was still a gaming phone because it had trigger buttons and all that and but it did not look like an ugly big thing with big bezels and gaudy nasty design in the back and it had 144 hertz display snapdragon 888 and multiple not probably not too bad cameras because i mean it was it's red magic probably, probably so pretty bad cameras. probably pretty bad but more no. cameras more bad cameras than nope. less bad cameras no. and had a price of us 499 with snapdragon 888. i would say to that person to that prospective customer Take the amount of time it took you to save up that amount of money, double it, work, you know, do, do whatever you need to do. Ask your parents, <laughs> ask your friends. Uh, don't ask me because I don't have it anymore, but figure out how to get enough money to buy an Asus ROG5 Ultimate, which actually respects the legacy which is of gamers ultimate. in its construction. Yes, and actually tries to do something with, with that expression. And, See, and tries to like elevate that experience and doesn't just squander it with this forgettable, boring thing. I used to. Th I love Red Magic phones when they are but, assertive, when they're exciting, and this is. Yeah, not. but I feel they haven't been exciting in the last two generations. I've had every Look single one of them. The one from last year it was gorgeous. That one, gorgeous, but, and the transparent one after that. Well, you, I never got that one. That's why. Well, you saw. But it. <laughs> you have an opinion too. Yeah, I disagree with him entirely. <laughs> no way. You agree with me then that okay. this is cool because it looks well, so like I've a flagship? Had, I've, I've not seen it. No, I don't know anything about you. this device. But I do like the idea of a gaming phone that costs less and look, doesn't look, look does that audacious. Not look, that looks like a normal flagship, but it's got the shoulder buttons, the cool little yeah. circuit board stuff of no, the kind of red that. magic. I can't get behind that in the words of William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Fisher and I differ aesthetically on everything. Everything. So he wants things to be chunky and, and like make a statement in his mind. Um, obnoxious is the real word. You but know, they, they share an office, by the way. We do. It's great. Um, Can you imagine what happens? Every now and then we agree on stuff. It's very rare. It's off-putting. It's off-putting. It's weird. Um, but no, but like I, I prefer a minimalistic design, et cetera, et cetera. So like I like that. I think that's cool. It's the same thing that happened when... Who did the like software? It was like gamey software, and then you could go vanilla Android instead. Even though the device itself was Asus. Always is that does Asus? That. Yeah, they ROG does a, that. They have a dual mode launcher where you could be like. Sam I or yeah. always would turn it into the Android vanilla launcher, which I feel like he. Oh, I do too. 
See, this is weird. I don't like the game. I don't like it from, <laughs> a hard, from a software perspective. But you like, just want on the hardware. Okay, okay, okay. But I no. I think you're gonna buy weird. a gaming phone. You don't want to be like everyone else. Look, I, well, I think this option, the fact that this option exists makes a lot of sense. Yes. Not all gamers are created equal. Some folks who love gaming do want a subdued phone. It's like, it's like why Razer I was about to say, it's me and the Razer laptop. Yeah. I, I would wish the laptop looked less and less like a gaming device because the only reason I use it is because I want that power and I want to be able to do the things that I need to do on the go. All right. So, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that about the Razer laptop and how you use it. It's a gaming laptop, but you use it for video editing and production work. I play no games. And I think that's why I'm excited about this phone, is that if I want to not ever play games on this phone, it'll serve me well as a flagship, but look a little different and be unique. And if I do one day decide to suddenly play a game, maybe like dip my toes into gaming, I have the triggers, you know, 400 hertz refresh on mm -hmm. those and all that good stuff. What looks unique about this phone? The whole thing about this phone is that it's masquerading as a as a regular phone. No, but look at it. it's got it's got some cues from the Red Magic, like those little uh, indents that are different color, and and then it has also some clues of like the OnePlus Nine Pro with that camera pod. I don't like the way the cameras are laid out on the uh, on e any of the gaming phones right now. Yeah, like I can't, cameras. I can't disagree like, there. why can't you make a gaming phone that is so powerful, like the ultimate? I agree with you. It is the ROG ultimate. ROG Five Ultimate. It's a phone. Why can't you make a gaming stuff. phone that has good cameras as well? Why this? Right now, these things are contradictory, and that's why I know this is not going to be great in terms of camera because it's Nubia slash Red Magic. No. But if Asus made took all the care they took for the Zenfone Eight camera, the not the Eight Flip, the Eight, which had OIS, yeah. is an actually pretty decent camera. If they yeah. took that care and put it in the ROG phone, yeah. it would be a better experience. And why don't they do that? Ah, that's yeah. why I'm slightly excited about this. I think that's cool. I mean, it's the first time I've seen it, but. Yeah. I like that concept. Also, it's super I've already forgotten it. <laughs> Check it out. That's it. <laughs> That's it. We're done. I'm just kidding. Um, all right. The last, one, the last one we're going to talk about, we're actually going to show on video for those people on Patreon. And actually, I want to thank my uh, new patrons this week. I have a Jeff and I actually have somebody called... Oh, Derek. There was a Derek this week as well. So thanks, guys, for joining. I appreciate um, We'll talk more about the Patreon later. Patreon.com slash tankgirl. That's T-N-K-G-R-L. But thanks for being our new patrons. Wow. And if you want to watch this show unedited before the audio version on video, you know, join the Patreon. So we're going to show you the Realme GT 5G, which is the flagship, the Snapdragon 888 base phone from Realme, the first in a while that they've made. That's like, you know, all the specs. Um, I'm getting a review unit, but Mr. Mobile here just received his device. I did. Would you pass it right over? there? Look at this. We're going to do like a mini unboxing on the show. That's a cool box. This is. So this box <laughs> for, the, for the audio folks is black and yellow, which is, if I'm honest with myself, 40% of the problem. reason I said, yeah. please send me this. Is that I'm a sucker for black and yellow. What does it say Ever since uh, that advertising agency did uh, a campaign for Nextel in 2004, that was all black That's and yellow. That's because you used oh, yeah. to work for Nextel. Also, I was a fan. <laughs> I wasn't just a, a, an employee. I was also a customer. That's right. Dare yeah. to Leap, says the that's slogan. That's what it says. Nice. So By that's the way, so if that is written on the phone, I am sending You know it's back. written on some of their phones. I know. I, I had the Realme 8 Pro, and it has that on there. I, did, what's the scent? I what, can't get behind that. What's the scent? You're getting what's the vibe? Shenzhen adhesive, Shenzhen <laughs> processed paper, okay, and fish. 
Fish. That's definitely Shenzhen. Dry fish. <laughs> Real me, GT. There's some shrink wrap on this. Also, this reviewer's kit comes with a 50-watt mini charger. Wireless? That's cool. I think it's a, I don't know, I think it's wired. It's very it's thin. And then Realme Buds Air 2, which I will never use, but the 50-watt charger sounds awesome. Yeah, that's nice, right? Yeah, right. Let's we'll check them out. That. Here, I'll pass them on to Kogan, who will decrypt it for us. On the box, Realme GT Qualcomm Snapdragon 888 5G, 65-watt super dart charge. They like, I call it dart. Super it's, dart. It's compatible with, uh, you know what? With uh, VOOC? Is it a VOOC? I think it might be compatible with VOOC. Uh, 120 hertz Super AMOLED full screen and a Sony 64 megapixel triple camera. Right. I found this out, by the way, as an aside, folks, because I have the Vivo X60 Pro Plus in my pocket right now, which doesn't have wireless charging, but the fast charging on the BBK Group phones is all compatible except yeah. Vivo. Except Vivo. Vivo has their own thing. Fascinating. Really? Yep. But OnePlus, Oppo, and Realme, all interchangeable. This is my first time seeing this particular sticker in person since the entire US-China. Um, Avi Greengard called it uh, conscious decoupling in the article he wrote today. Uh, this is the Android sticker that tells you, with easy access to the Google apps you use most. Mm. Just in case you thought you were buying a Huawei phone or something right. like that. <laughs> Jeez. It, what so a, you know, what a, there's, there's Google on here. What a mess, yeah. All right, hey, oh, hey, comma, welcome to Real Me Family. They say that on all of them. Yeah? Yeah. They should put a the in there. Yeah, they, you know, Shenzhen. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's a phone. Oh, it's yellow, yes. It is? Look at this thing. Look at the black oh, racing stripe through a yellow back of this thing. Do this, silence, it's, please. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, AMSR, part oh. of the podcast. <laughs> Yes. Ooh, I think we might have picked oh, that up. I'm so very into this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, 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 let me feel. Oh, is it leather? It feels like fake leather. Is it fake leather? I mean, the vegan leather, the whole BBK group has leather. used on every device. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I'm okay with. I love it actually. Right, I, this I'm is not knocking it. Just think it's funny. It's passed around from device to device. This is brand, brand. Ooh, This is cool. Very nice. Very, very nice. Into that. Now, so this now is what I'm talking about. This is what I've been complaining about the whole podcast. See? Everybody's making boring phones. They don't have exactly. courageous material choices. And you know, you were like telling me what you don't cover Chinese phones much. This is why I cover Chinese phones. I, They're outrageous said, and you, amazing. You were our last guest, but you want to do the peel? No, you do it next to the mic. Yeah, David close, Kogan. close to the mic. Uh, this evening's uh, uh, peel off presented by oh, no, no, David Kogan. David doesn't have enough nails to do this. I can get it started for you. Well, you might have to, but that a dude yesterday was like, "Oh, oh, I got it." <laughs> Love it. Oh. Oh. Watching that waveform peak, that was great. Oh, that was oh. nice. R.I.P. Headphone users. Sorry, guys <laughs> and girls. All right. This thing is gorge, and I cannot wait to make use of it. Turn it on. See what the screen looks like. All right. So this is why you want to join Patreon, folks, because you get the video version unedited with all this madness that just happened. You can see the sweat gradually accumulate on my face as the temperature rises in here. <laughs> Real me, powered by Android. Is there any kind of cool uh, yeah, boot-up animation? A little yellow oh, real me. Oh, yellow yeah. matches. Oh, yeah. I like it. Attention to detail. You yeah. know what I love about this? is okay. Have you noticed that it's the same size as the Vivo? It's not a huge flagship. Yeah. See, yeah. it's 6.4 inches for this one. It's well-sized. It's a decent size. I'm sick and tired of the 6.67 inch and 6.8 inch phones. And I th They're I th so big. I agree. 
And I think the uh, the thing we will have to look forward to on this is price, which is not announced yet. So we'll see. Um, it is announced for, for Europe. It's not announced for Europe yet, is it? Price? As far as I know, the Verge leaked it. Did they? Yes, it's in their article. Whoa. Yeah. Well, then, it is well, Euro then, is it? 549. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's definitely in the headline. It's in the headline. <laughs> so well, 549. Let, let us read the specs. We can wrap the show up like that. Okay. How does it feel to have a phone with a Snapdragon 88, 12 gigs of RAM, 256 gigs of storage? And let's see. We have a bunch of cameras. Mm, where are the primary cameras? cameras on the back? Yeah, yeah let's see. So 120 hertz OLED, 6.43 inches, 4,500 milliamp hour battery with 65 watt dart charging. <laughs> Bring dark. out the dart. Super dart. And um, 64 megapixel primary, 8 megapixel ultra wide, and 2 megapixel macro. Uh oh. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> Sticker cam. Okay, um, this is the, f the last one they did that was a flagship was a Snapdragon 855 Plus. So it's been a couple of years. It's a, wait, it's a what now? The last time they did a GT, oh, like it. a yeah, yeah, flagship, yeah. was an 855 Plus a couple of years back. It was, it, had, it was called the X3 Super Zoom and it had a periscope. Ah. Telephoto. Now, did you tell the, um, the Patreons that the, the last bonus thing? Which is? They get to hear me read the entire Realme smartphone user agreement. Okay, that will probably be cut out of the audio version. We ready? Yes. Okay. Cheers. If you are... No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> God, this is long. Okay. Agree to continue. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's a cool phone. Like, I, as soon as I saw it, it and I heard that it was leather and glass, I was like, a uh, full leather. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is going to be a very cool phone. So, <laughs> so anyway, we should, we should wrap it up. Do you want to, one at a time, let's start with Mary Kogan. Tell us where you can, we can find you on the internet. Ah, you your social me, media, all yeah. that stuff. You can find me on YouTube and all of the socials, essentially, um, at The Unlocker. The Unlock, the letter R. Because when I started over a decade ago, it was cool not to have an E. It's like Flickr. About the same time. And for us, why tank, tank Girl has no vowels. Yeah. Oh, we're of the same ilk. I like that. That's right. Michael. Don't want any vowels if you can help it. Uh, <laughs> Just add the Mr. Mobile. T H E M R M O B I L E. Also almost everywhere. And occasionally Captain Two Phones. Captain the number two phones, depending on when and where you find me. And Mr. Mobile's YouTube channel. And the Unlocker's YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Go there, folks, because there's Great. good content on a regular basis and a lot of cross-pollinating between your channels lately. It's been very delightful. Indeed. I've been yeah, enjoying your vlog style, Kogan, that includes appearance by the Michael. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then your, you know, uh, more review formal style right. that includes appearance by the Kogan. Little encapsulated bits of um, creative theft. From the unlocker, <laughs> my favorite thing. Sure. No, it's fun. We have a yeah. good time. It's great. It makes, it, it makes it a lot more interesting. It does for yeah. both, like on the filming side, let alone what you people see. Like we're just we're more excited about it than for yeah. sure. Come on over to the East Coast. We'll do it more. Yeah, we will. Um, folks, you know where to find me on the internet. I'm at Tanker. That's T N K G R on Twitter and on Instagram. Think of the comic book character Tanker and drop the vowels. That's how you get to that. And uh, if you want to comment on this show, it'll be on Twitter. You should comment on Twitter and talk to Mr. Mobile and Mr. Kogan, the Unlocker and myself. Uh, and then if you want to see pretty pictures of phones and taken with phones, like that real me once I get my review in it, go to my Instagram. A couple of YouTube channels you should be aware of. YouTube.com slash Mobile Tech Podcast is the main channel. It's where you'll find unboxings primarily, but there's also some reviews and some hand-on videos. 
And that's basically the main channel right now. Subscribe, like, tell your friends, all that good stuff. There's also a new channel my producer and I are working on called youtube.com slash mobiletechmore. And that's kind of where we're going to be putting a lot of smart home, travel tech, stuff that's peripheral to mobile, like maybe car stuff that yeah. doesn't yeah. fit nicely in the main channel. And we're trying to reach that magic thousand subscribers so we can monetize. So please think of subscribing. So youtube.com slash mobiletechpodcast for the main, youtube.com slash mobiletechmore for the secondary. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, all that good stuff. The podcast lives at mobiletechpodcast.com and it's on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere good podcasts can be found. There's an RSS feed at that URL as well. If you're old school and you like to just do the old thing. If your app lets you rate the show or review the show, please consider doing that. It helps people discover the the podcast so i'd be appreciating that a lot yeah i have to do that yeah there's patreon we mentioned it you should uh, look into it patreon.com slash tankrl that's t-n-k-g-r-l and we've got a bunch of tiers there there's a discord channel where you can talk with me there is that's one tier there's like a basic tier just basically you're participating and helping out uh we also have a tier where you get to see this video uh mostly unedited like we'll remove stuff that we shouldn't be mentioning and we'll remove stuff that is under embargo, but mostly it's a raw version of the audio podcast with video that you get if they are two, generally two days ahead of the audio, which is pretty cool. So consider joining the Patreon. I would appreciate that. And then also, if you don't want to do that, but you want to donate in some way, there's a PayPal link in the show notes. So just click on that and make a donation. It would really help the channel. Finally, I want to thank our sponsor, Audible. Audible has been with the show for pretty much ever, and they're a wonderful sponsor. They basically give you a 30-day free trial, and you get to keep a book at the end. That's basically the deal. It's pretty straightforward. The uh, URL for that is audibletrial.com slash mobiletech. That's audibletrial.com slash mobiletech. What I personally like about Audible, I don't know if you guys use it, but for me, it's about this epic experience of like reading a book but not actually having to read it instead you just listen to it mm. and you can chill and lay back and listen and get the epic experience of nine hours taking it bringing it down to an hour here and there or yeah. for road trips or if you're a delivery driver delivering the dhl packages from Realme, and you need to keep your eyes on the road you can do a audible action or so filming Film? All day long listening to Audible. That's right. You're doing B-roll and you're listening to Audible. All the time. So there you go, folks. Audible has been with us for a long time. We want to thank them. Audibletrial.com slash mobiletech will get you a three-day free trial. You get to keep a free book whether you stay or not. But hopefully you stay because you'll love it. Because if you're a bookworm, it's kind of a necessity to get Audible. I want to thank them. And I want to thank you two folks for hosting me here in New York City. First post-COVID trip, vaccined yeah, trip, it. vaccinated Back in trip. person. Oh, I know, it's fantastic. I did forget what it was like to be in a room with no AC and the hot incandescent lights. Though. Right. Well, oh, good. thanks for it's having me. <laughs> thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for, thank of course, you for being here. Yes. And folks, we'll have a podcast next week. So obviously, stay tuned for that. And we'll see you then. Cheers, everybody. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.